0: with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally these projects gel. Most times they crash hard into the realm of obscurity.
1: Join us as we delve into the cult classic Swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And this week on Cinemodities we are continuing our December series. I don't know if Zach and I have decided whether it's Stober. Or religiously insensitive holiday series, or one of the many other things we said in the "Jingle All the Way" episode, or I say, I. Oh,
0: we also have Days.
1: Oh, that's right! You pitched that even before December came around. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so whatever we're calling it, I guess that's another mystery of this uh, this month. We have to earn our ad revenue, Zach. You had to see this coming, didn't? Oh, of didn't course. you? We have to talk about the new N Insperiority Complex album. My first question. Is Zach have you listened to it yet? I listen to the boompa song. Other than that, <laughs> I listen to I listen to parts
0: of Cups on Cockroaches. Uh, other than that, I, I can definitely say it is not S-Club. That's probably the highest <laughs> imperative I can give it.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so tomorrow morning I think Zach is going to wake up, he's going to listen to the album in its entirety, and he might do a whole like you know Cinemodities solo episode, just given his analysis of it. It's all going to be good. Uh, but yes, of course, it has released. It's been out for uh, just about a less than a week when this episode of Cinemodities is going to come out. Uh, it is available for free on Bandcamp. At the time of this recording, N. Inspiriority Complex is fighting with their aggregator to get it on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and things like that. Apparently, uh, there are some issues with naming tracks, either very small numbers or very, very large numbers with 76 digits. Who would have thought? Right, Zach?
0: (laughs) I thought your computer broke when I saw that. One of the track listings is
1: like 85 (laughs) characters long. Yes, so uh, it's pretty awesome because every website that you can find that song on, uh, we're just, Jeremy and I refer to it as the long number song. Uh, It basically breaks all of the website's formatting on Bandcamp, on TuneCore. Uh, So we're... We're trying to get it on Spotify. We'll see how it goes. We might have to alter some things. Uh but if it's not out by the time you hear this on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, all that stuff, keep waiting. But like we said, you can find us on Bandcamp and that's going to be the link Zach throws in the show notes. And I have to mention Zach. I'm glad you looked at the track list. I knew you were going to listen to the Bumpa tracks. Zach actually knows Bumpa. Yes, Bumpa <laughs> is a real person, not just a song title. Yes. And if uh, if Zach, or when Zach, I should say, listens to the full album, he will realize that there are four tracks which you get to hear Bumpa. Why? Yeah! So give it a listen, Zach. Give it a listen, our audience. Spread it around. It's a great album. That's our ad revenue. Anything else to say about music, Zach? I still don't condone the killing of the cockroach. His, <laughs> his plural, cockroaches. Zach's not involved with PETA or anything like that. Zach just doesn't like bugs being killed. But uh, we could talk about that for hours. So should we get into it, Zach? Do you want to introduce what we're talking about today since it is a Zach's Choice Oh yeah, Zach's Choice
0: Woo. <laughs> It's like how somehow the last, like, outside of Jingle all the way, the, most of the other weeks were Zach's choices, but this one is extra special because we're talking about a movie I would imagine most people who listen to us have seen at this point We are talking about much like the, the long the number song this is <laughs> a movie with a long title Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas Gotta make sure you have that Dr. Seuss part or else it doesn't count.
1: Is this the is- 2000... I've seen 2000 in parentheses attached to this title a lot. Is that part of the title?
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised because you have the, the 60s cartoon and you have the new one that just came out, I think, last month.
1: Yeah. So that that's I guess that's why I, I, I was imagining I was seeing the date when I was researching this. Um, but that's not part of the title? No. I, at least it, I'm not aware of it being part of the title. Okay. Well, uh, it... If it was part of the title, it would be accurate because this movie came out in 2000, yes?
0: It did. It came out in November of 2000. This movie is 18 years old, which I have a hard time wrapping my head around.
1: Mmm, did we just miss the anniversary, the
0: 18-year anniversary? (laughs) Almost, by, by like a month, maybe? Okay, Maybe.
1: okay. Well, you know, we can't hit them all, but at least we're in the same year as the 18th, right? And 18th is a big milestone, as yes. everybody knows. Yes, this can
0: uh, now, uh, what, smoke
1: tobacco and buy lotto tickets? So it's an important anniversary. I have four anniversary. no idea what the tobacco age is anymore. Who knows? Um, but I do want to say something else about the date, specifically the year this came out, because I saw 2000 attached to the title quite a bit. And in my research, I certainly looked at the soundtrack for this movie. Zach Where sh- are you, Christmas? <laughs> well, well, I kind of I skipped that nonsense. I wanted oh. to see if there was anything really kind of out there on the soundtrack. Because we do get to hear Jim Carrey singing in this movie. Um, so I looked into the soundtrack, and while I saw, you know, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch with Mr. Carrey credited on it, I also saw that the soundtrack included a song called Grinch 2000. Oh my god. This song, I'm not joking. I, I didn't want to believe it when I first read it, but this is a song solely written and performed by Jim Carrey and Buster Rhymes. Are you familiar with Buster Rhymes, Zach? Uh, yes, I'm aware of him, but I've not heard anything he's done recently. <laughs> okay, well, Buster Rhymes, his, one of his shticks, I think, why he's kind of famous, his, his musical hook, is that he can spit words faster than a lot of people. He's a very, very fast rapper. And I, I'm a huge fan of Buster Rhymes. I love his features and a lot of the artists I, I really know and love. But this song is really strange. I'm assuming Zach has never heard it. Uh, one, it's pretty slow. Buster Rhymes is basically talking the entire song, which is really weird. And we'll have to get a clip in here because it's like the tempo of the music and the tempo of the lyrics don't match up. Like they're at two different speeds. Like one of them is 60 beats per minute and one of them is 80 beats per minute and it does not sound that good. This is a Flip Mode Squad Jim Carrey collabo. Now what?
0: Uh, hallelujah, kids, hear this. Come on, while I lace it and try to prepare
1: this for y'all. Oh, well, I got a story to tell about a dude I meant once miserable as hell. And how grouchy he was, and how staunchy he was. And when he talked, you smell his rough. And how frowsy he was, and how
0: drowsy he was. And if you daydream, I'll give you a pitch. Now let me tell you about Mr. Grinch. Every holiday
1: season while we was young growing up oh so I, I am i right in saying you haven't heard about this song before zach no because when you first like every time i
0: think about this movie it's always the dumb faith hill song and yeah, yeah. I, I would because I, even like i would say that is has outshined not in the overall pop culture zeitgeist but when it comes to like just this movie the faith hill song is more prevalent than the you're a mean One." Mr. Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Da-da. Like, yeah. That's it's weird that the Faith Hill song really that was positioned above the Thorough Ravenscroft '60s version.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Grinch 2000 has gone largely unnoticed. Who knows? Maybe one day an inferiority complex will cover that song. Wouldn't that be something? One well, can only hope. <laughs> I, I. The other thing I have to mention is the the very last line of the Grinch 2000 song is jim carrey as the grinch saying something like i want to give a shout out to the west side of whoville and it's pretty oh it's, pretty funny. Oh it's, it's pretty funny it's pretty funny
0: there's a lot of things in this movie where it's like how on or i guess either the executives had no idea what was going on and it just it was like i, I guess no one's gonna notice this so just let it go let it, Stay in. No one's going to notice this. There's a lot in this movie that I'm shocked got
1: past people. I'm glad you're bringing this up, Zach. This is kind of how I felt about the whole thing. We have to to get into the movie a little bit more, you know. How did this get in here? The whole movie is kind of like, how did this get made? Because right off the bat, I have to mention this is a Ron Howard film. Of course, everybody knows Ron Howard from being the director of Solo, right? That's his top-billed credit these days. That or the uh, narrator from Arrested Development, one or the other. I don't think he's done anything else. He's never done anything else, right? Uh, (laughs) But this is a Ron Howard film, and I'll be fair. I do not know Ron Howard's standing in 2000, um, but I would imagine it was fairly good that, you know, he was kind of looking to make a family film. And this isn't. This film is more like a buckshot. It's kind of all over the place, <laughs> just like Jingle All the Way. So that's our theme for December: movies that are atonal. Uh, is that a, Do you agree with me?
0: Uh, I, I, I'm not a big Ron Howard fan.
1: I, I just put that out there. Uh, never I mean, will work. honestly, how 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 can you be a Ron Howard fan? So, so what? There are he, a
0: lot of people out there that defended him when the whole Han Solo thing came up. There was an insane amount of people that were defend like circled the wagons around. So him. what? The people who loved
1: Happy Days, like <laughs> what else has I, he
0: done? Well, like he, like a lot of people like Apollo thirteen. Like an insane amount of people like that movie. Again, he's done. Okay. Like, he has done things like again, A Beautiful Mind, Cinderella Man. Rob's favorite film of the millennia, The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> That's right, he did The Da Vinci, the Vinci Code. That's like, he does, but again, like in the last few years, like, I'd say ever since, I guess it'd be Cinderella Man and uh, The Da Vinci Code, it's just stinker after stinker. Like you have <laughs> angels and demons, The Dilemma, cowboys and aliens. Uh, I heard Rush is a pretty good movie. That's the like was it the Formula Formula One racing movie with Chris Hemsworth. Oh. I heard that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I never saw that though.
0: I've heard that's good though. Um, In the Heart of the Sea, which is like I think like a hundred million dollar Moby Dick adaption with Chris Hemsworth that like made no money. I never even heard of that. Yeah, nobody else did either. <laughs> and Inferno, which made like I think like half of what the Da Vinci Code made on its opening weekend. What like, was overall. Inferno?
1: Was that about firefighters? No, Inferno is um yeah, the third Da Vinci Code. Oh, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, I, it's I, the third Da Vinci Code. It's, but it's not the Da Vinci Code. What's No, the it's se- not. So they did the second Da Vinci Code. Yeah, Angels and Demons. Did he direct that as well? Yeah, he's the oh, all of man. them. I, I, I only saw the first Da Vinci Code, and I remember it like. People who read Angels and Demons were like, Tom Hanks goes and steals dark matter from CERN. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So Ron Howard's kind of been in a, a
0: lull. Like, not to say that he can't make, like, all these movies are decent. They're, they're, they're decent time wasters. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's made, like, a high caliber movie since the early 2000s, because A Beautiful Mind was like the last like prestige picture I can think of that he that he dipped his toe into.
1: Okay, that yeah, that was uh, very well received, wasn't it? Back in the day, Russell oh, Crowe yeah. they won a bunch of awards. Him and Russell Crowe and whatever other branches that worked on that movie. No, that's a, you bring up a good point, because the day, like now, for Ron Howard, honestly, when you ask me about Ron Howard, the first thing I'm going to go to is the narrator from Arrested Development, and a main character in Arrested Development when Netflix picked it up, because Netflix doesn't know how to write anything. But, back in 2000, he must have had some some ground. Oh, definitely. Because another thing that I want to mention, in my research I found that I was absolutely blown away by... This movie and Zach might know and be able to expand on this. This movie broke the record back in two thousand for the highest-grossing second weekend in the U.S. and Canada. Did you that, know that, that? that? That's a dumb record. I, okay, as Mister Official
0: Box Office Prognosticator. Yes, of two yes, podcasts, Zach, This is this is what I want to hear from you. This this is firmly. I think anybody who knows me, this is my wheelhouse. Not as much as it once was, but this is still my wheelhouse. I hate when we have. Uh, box office records and you use shovel
1: qualifiers on top of them. It's the third highest se- Okay, Zach, those were the fun things I had now we have to get to the not fun thing right discussing this movie Yes after 45 minutes of a prelude. Oh, it's just like Jurassic World. I tried to put it off as long as possible I guess I'll say it right off the bat Zach I do not enjoy this movie it was a pain to watch this movie, to be honest. What do you think? Since this was a Zach's choice, is this one of your favorite movies ever?
0: Well, okay. I, the reason why I chose this movie was that, uh, as you'll see in the coming weeks, Rob and I, we, we split Follow holidays, whatever we're calling this month. The <laughs> Stem Stover. The Stem Stover. <laughs> into, like, the first half was, like, commercial movies, mm-hmm. And the latter half is just bonkers movies. Yes, and I was thinking about this because I, re- I forget. Well, I, I think originally this is when I was going to cop out and use a Star Wars holiday special and be like, "Oh, I'm going to have to edit one episode instead of two. And I figured, no, let me put in the extra work. And I, because I was thinking about like commercial Christmas movies, and I've always been fascinated by this movie. Okay, but not like in the sense of something like Four Stick, where like it had like a troubled production. Because there's really not a lot of, like, background info on this movie because it was a very just sound set. Like, there really nothing unusual happened. hmm And, but the thing, I, I guess this is my own backstory. For the record, I do not, I want to like this movie so badly. <laughs> like, I really genuinely want to love this movie. And every, like I, I, okay, my own, for the record, I, I'm indifferent on this. I think it's a very weird movie. I want to say I find it baffling that people loved it so much at the time, and this is my own history with it. Yeah, I remember when this came out in 2000. I guess we were, okay, well, Rob and I didn't know each other yet, but it was 2000, so I want to say I was in third grade. And like I said, mm-hmm. it came out like November 17th, 2000, and I, I'm pretty sure the Monday after it came out, all my friends went to go see it in elementary school. Okay, and my I, and for whatever reason my parents just i guess it was more my mom than my father just did not like refused like adamant to take me to this like did did not want any parts of this and i cannot figure i don't remember why Mm -hmm. because in rob's gonna find this fascinating rob knows how i save all my ticket stubs yeah i actually have one of my first ticket stubs i still have is my ticket stub to seeing this
1: oh man right on okay
0: this is the fun part i did eventually get to see this in theaters but i want rob to guess this came out November 17th. Guess when I finally saw this, Rob? The,
1: the date. Uh, this is the date. The date. Um, I want to say January 5th. Close. December <sighs> 29th. Oh, man. I was going to go late December, but I was thinking, like, no. No, he'd wait. He's wait. His family would wait. Okay, okay. Right on. Close. Why so, so, why so have, long? Why I so
0: have, long? I, I don't know. And I think, and as Rob knows too, I have this psychosis where I have to see a movie like the first day. I think Rob, I think that's probably one of the cornerstones of Rob and I's friendship <laughs> was seeing movies on the first day. And I, I think remember this is-
1: when, when we couldn't see Watchmen the day it came out because my dad had something going on like Friday night. We went and saw it like what Saturday afternoon or yes. Saturday midday. Like on the car ride there, Zach was like shaking and had the sweats, like he was going through withdrawal. He was so nervous that he hadn't seen this movie yet. It was great. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get to that in a couple months.
1: Yes. Oh, yes, we will. That's right.
0: <laughs> but the thing, I, I, I think that's what it was because I I don't know why I even wanted to see this after. Like I don't know why my parents would have. I, I don't know my father. He probably didn't go. But I think he, or maybe Donna. And I don't know why my parents would have reneged four days after Christmas. <laughs> like I don't know why that was. And the weird thing was I have my ticket stubs because that was a very interesting period mm-hmm. of me seeing movies. Because that was because that was back when I went to a Baptist Baptist Christian. That's back when I went to a Baptist Christian school and I saw like four movies in the span of like a week. Ooh. I saw, I have my ticket stuff, I I, I, so I have the dates. This is not just me imagining it. I saw The Grinch. Nice. 102 Dalmatians. Ooh.
1: I didn't know ca- there was that many.
0: Yes, well, plus one. Castaway. Wilson! <laughs> and, and the dentistry with the, the, the ice skate. Of course. And Miss Congeniality.
1: Oh, okay. I you look at the ticket stuff.
0: You look at the ticket stubs, it's, like, December 29th, December 31st, January 2nd, January 4th. It's, like, (laughs) the strangest, just, like, considering that, like, I did not get to go to the movies for, like, over a month. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, everything at once. And to this (laughs) day, I don't know how I pulled that off at, like, nine years old. Or not even, eight years
1: old, getting my mother to go see all these movies. Well, Zach, I, I think you 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 might be able to uh, predict that I'm going to ask: Did your parents miss your karate class getting your blue belt, <laughs> and you had to you had to cash in some chips, you know, to go to the movies? So in such quick succession, after you rattled I, off I, all the commercials for these movies, <laughs> I really have no idea how that happened. Like to this
0: day, I could not pull off seeing four movies in a week. <laughs> I don't know how I did it then. Right but on. but going back to the Grinch. We might we might do a little bit of the side story of me seeing Castaway during that week because that's that's part of the story too. That's a really weird one. I can still remember that um, after that after watching
1: that because I didn't want to see that and I got it's funny I got dragged to seeing that. that I just being, like, I don't know how I saw four movies in a week and then immediately follows up with I didn't even want to see one of them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember I remember Castaway.
0: I remember, I can still remember, like, again, eight years old afterwards, because I remember, I remember just being bored out of my mind. Like, it's one of the very few times I remember just being, like, restless in a the movie theater. Because it's just so, it's rare for me to be restless in a the movie theater. And I remember afterwards, we went to, like, a hibachi restaurant, and my parents were like, I was just so tired. I think Castaway is,
1: like, almost like a three hour long movie. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty long. I think that you know, it's uh, it's about as long as the Watchmen Ultimate Cut, right? <laughs> oh man, almost as like it's like a
0: third of the length of a Tool song. <laughs>
1: well, okay. Tool songs are infinite, so I don't think you oh, can measure God. them like that.
0: <laughs> oh dear lord. Um, but no, I remember just being bored. I remember like we go to a Hibachi restaurant, and is anybody who's been to one of those knows like you sit with people you don't know, like you're at one giant table. It's the worst and I remember my pants. Yeah, horrible. I remember my mother be. I remember parents be like, "This is the greatest movie ever." And I'm just sitting there like, I think I have my, my face in my bowl. Plus, I didn't want to go to the Hibachi restaurant. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I don't want to eat foreign like Asian food. Uh, but no, that's like I was bored out of my mind for Castle. But no, going back to The Grinch, I remember when the movie came out, all my friends saw it probably like the weekend. At probably it was one of the, like Rob. Well, probably anybody who's been to high school or middle school or elementary school can tell you, when like a big movie comes out. The Monday when you go back to school, everybody's just talking about it. Of course. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, back, well, back when people actually, when there wasn't like 8 million forms of entertainment. So, like, for a bunch of kids in elementary school and third grade, this would have been, like, the big thing. Like, did you see The Grinch? And by me not seeing it, I like it's kind of like that the picture from Meet the Parents, which is also a 2000 film, where it's like circle of trust. And very, the <laughs> f- little dot is me outside the circle <laughs> of trust. See, if I can't trust you, Greg, then I have no choice but to put you right back outside the circle. And once you're out, you're out. There's no coming back. Hmm. Well, I would definitely like to stay inside the circle. Yeah. And, that's, and that's where I was for this, because, like, I remember everybody being obsessed with this movie in 2000. Like, I remember this was just, like, one of those things where everybody talked about it. Everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, not everybody. I mean, like, eight-year-olds, Mm-hmm. My peers. and like, so, like, it's still in my mind to this day when I think about this movie. and it's like, I, I cannot figure out why eight year olds in two thousand were obsessed with this?
1: i I do not
0: know either. <laughs> like I, other than like the superficial reasons of it being a kiddie movie, like and the three things, it's not even a kiddie movie. It's like an, it's an hour and forty five minutes long. This was back with like VHS where it would take like a year for some of these movies to come out on home mm-hmm. video. It's not like today where it's like, oh, like 30 days and you have it on like streaming. I remember this did not come out on videotape until I think like November of 2001. Okay. And I had the videotape. It's like when the giant like clamshell cases, it's green. <laughs> nice. Cause why else, why wouldn't it be green? And I remember I've only, I only watched it, I think like once or twice. I never, I never liked the movie. Like I just, it was just one of those movies. Like as Rob knows, I, I, most of the movies from my childhood, I adore in some way mm-hmm. or another this was just a weird movie where, like, I, I, it's not that I dislike it. It's just I'm indifferent toward it. And yet I really want to love this movie. Like, I, so hard do I want to sit there and be like, oh, this is my holiday classic. That I, like Every December I go and watch this. Like, we'll get yeah. into it in a couple of weeks. But Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 is my, like, annual Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I break out the VHS tip that I'm pretty sure it's like worn out at this point. And yet every I remember I think it was about four years ago, I found because I saw for the longest time all I have is the VHS of this. Mm. And I think I was at Walmart, like in 2014, they had like on one of those like racks, it's like oh holiday classics. And it was like the Grinch, five bucks. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I haven't watched this in a while. Five bucks is a nice, like, it's a nice investment. Yeah. And I watched it and I'm like, I cannot like I, I wanna like this and yet I, I i can't and even preparing for this recording uh, for black uh, black friday shopping they had the 4k version of the grinch for ten oh dollars on blu-ray and i bought it but like okay i'll watch it in blu-ray in the high definition like oh seeing it like in crystal clear hd i i i will find what i've been missing this entire time <laughs> i watched it again and this is why I started to dislike it. Like I'm watching this movie, and there's, not, there's nothing to like about this movie.
1: I, I have to agree. You, I didn't really think about it before you said it, but after watching this for this recording, which has been the first time I've seen it since a long time, and I didn't even like it, I think, when I was younger, you know, there's some, there's some really great scenes in this movie. There's some really great lines. There's some adult humor that I think is funny and subtle. I want to like it. I want to be like, this is funny, but it's just not. It's almost a chore to watch. And you're just waiting for these little blips of slightly entertaining things to happen that don't carry you the whole way through.
0: Yeah, I I, that's the weird thing with this, because you take like we kind of like said at the beginning of this at recording where we have you have Ron Howard, you have Jim Carrey, you have a hundred and twenty million dollar budget in two thousand, which was just like that was unheard of. Mm-hmm. Like like think about it. Titanic cost two hundred million in nineteen ninety seven, and that was like that was like that was insane for a budget of the movie. Yeah, and yeah. this is almost what two thirds of that a couple of years later, and it's like well what could go wrong? Like you have a bankable star a bankable concept talented creative people behind this mm-hmm. and you watch the final film and you're like there's there's nothing of substance here it's like kind of uh oh god it's like off-brand eggnog the movie yeah it's like yeah i can I, I, I even in preparation for this i went back and re-watched the 1966 animated short okay we'll call it the half an hour special and that is charming like yeah it's the, the, the Boris Karloff, Chuck Jones version is charming. Yet you watch this and it feels like it's just the van. It's everybody. It's It feels like it's an exercise in vanity for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. It's Jim Carrey basically doing. I, I have every anybody in this movie. I think he deserves the most credit. Oh, because definitely. he's probably the only redeeming quality to this entire film. And that's not and that's.
1: I feel that's maybe even giving him too much credit. Him and the dog are the best performances in the whole thing.
0: <laughs> I well, I think that goes without saying. Um, <laughs> but even like even some of the Jim Carrey like Grinch stuff, like the makeup look, like you cannot take away the makeup of the Grinch looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You cannot make a better live action without CGI enhancement the Grinch character than this. Like you, you're never going to top that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, young and old in this movie because we can oh, get definitely. the young Grinch. Yeah.
0: Because I, cause Rick Baker did this, and Rick Baker is yep. famous for doing everything, and he's done soup, soup to Nuts. Basically, anything that Stan Winston was too busy to do, or they didn't <laughs> want Stan Winston, it was Rick Baker. Indeed. But even the makeup, like, I don't want to say is unanimously great for everybody, because the Who's, the design of the Who's, they're horrifying to look
1: at. Oh, I, I, I think – For me, as soon as I saw them, I thought of the Twilight Zone episode, Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder, where it reveals that everybody's like hideous pig people at the end. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Going back to the 66 film, or whatever you want to call it, the TV special, and the Who's are not jarring to look at. Like obviously the who's aren't meant to be like that's what thing I think I think, that I think between this and the Cat in a Hat movie mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way to do live action Doctor Seuss properly. Sure, maybe I think it would be cool maybe if you did like an anthology series where you did like oh. thirty minute Cat in a Hat thirty minute The Grinch thirty minute Uh Horton Here's a Who mm-hmm. um like maybe did, like thirty minutes I do not think a Doctor Seuss story can sustain a more than, like, a 30-minute-level narrative. Sure. You can't, I, think you sh- I think this movie shows what happens when you stretch that, that, that
1: idea to thing. Yeah, that's a good point, because most of Dr. Seuss's writing is just basically poetry. It's not really stories. Of course, The Grinch and, you know, the Lorax and Horton Hears, who, who those are stories. But I'm thinking of things like, you know, Oh, The Places You'll Go. You yeah. know, that would work really well in, like, a small-time format, and I think people would latch on to that. The one... The one about buttering toast, that's a metaphor for the Cold War. That would do really well in like a small format. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: That's, and that's another thing with this movie, too. That this movie's an hour and 45 minutes long. Yes. And yes, like 15 of that is, is credits. But <laughs> there's scenes in this where it's like, what is the point? Exactly. Because like, there's one scene that was probably the most jarring like this in the entire film is the Grinch comes back from... His, I guess it's his inaugural harassment of Whoville mm-hmm. and he's behind the, um, the the changing curtain or the changing uh, there's probably yes. a name for it, I forget what it is and he starts like, like you see him in silhouette and he starts like having like a rabid dog like sound noises and he yes. comes out wearing like a negligee and I'm like, okay then I'm like, yeah, yeah. but we did our worst and that's all that matters At least I scared the mejeevals out of that little girl at the post-chopper's. She'll be scarred for life if we're lucky. Funny she didn't ride on us, though. Did the brain numb, filthy casuals go nuts for that in two (laughs) thousand? I guess they did, because looking at the grosses, this made an insane amount of money.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's the weird thing about this is that like I don't know, like like what's the old thing? Like you like you you show you can show Charlie Chaplin or the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges to like people in different cultures, different languages, different like socioeconomic distinctions and everybody will laugh at charlie chaplin shorts yes it's like there's a certain baseline to timeless humor yeah i look at this in like like i said i can imagine the audience crowded theaters in 2000 the audience is just guffawing as they shovel popcorn into their mouths (laughs) yeah i think if you were to put this movie like let's just say you update the humor i'm not saying you just obviously there's a lot of 2000s stuff in here yeah like 90s 2000 yeah. stuff in here
1: yeah it was but- a pre pre 9 11 world zach we have to remember yes, yes
0: very pre 9 11 i'm pretty sure this is what caused osama to finally green light those attacks was this film. <laughs> Get it? green light those attacks oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh, that's a that's a horrible joke uh anyway so I, it's funny, when I re this over the weekend, later that evening, it was on TV. Oh, man. And I I, 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 just, I, I think it was the scene like, right after, like, they, they put the Grinch in the sweater, and they have him, like, in the town square, like, during all the... Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The, the Who
1: Christmas Fest? There's a name for it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like the... Hubilation? Yeah, the Who... Hubilation, yeah. And he, he's, like, the cheermeister or something? Yeah. Like, that's another example of stretching this plot, then. Yeah, for and-
0: real. And I'm like, like, I'm watching it and some of like that's probably one of the only moments of the film I actually found like amusing mm-hmm. because like, because that's a very, like, you look at the Grinch story. And I don't even say the story. You look at the, the 66 TV special because the book, the book is too thin. There's, there's not enough there. When people think of the Grinch, they think of the 1966 special. Definitely. And the Grinch is a very, the character is a very relatable character. All of us at some point in our lives have become jaded to the idea of Christmas. At some oh. point in our lives,
1: people become jaded to that concept. Oh yeah, I see. Uh, every once in a while, on like you know random meme websites, I'll see someone post like screen captures of of this movie with Jim Carrey looking at his schedule and going 4 p.m. self loathing. 4.30 p.m. stare into the void, 5 p.m. lay down and cry, and they're like, I relate to the Grinch so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never those whos, inviting me down now on such
1: short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. 4 o'clock, wallow in self-pity.
0: 4.30, stare into the abyss. 5 o'clock, solve
1: world hunger. Tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle
0: with myself loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I want the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? But I, I think it even goes like beyond that. What well, this interpretation of the Grinch—you can even call it that. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of just a Grinch. Like how many times like, you'll be in a conversation with somebody and you'll they'll say whether it be Christmas time or not, they'll say, "Don't be a Grinch." Exactly. It's a Grinch is somebody that's not. Uh, what's the word? Drinking the festive Kool Aid, whether mm-hmm. it be again holidays or just it's you're having a birthday party for Steve in the conference room, and someone's like, "It's just." Being a Grinch is somebody who just does not drink in the Kool-Aid, good or bad. And I think we all, everybody can relate to that. That's why the Grinch is the main character of the 60s. That's why he is the main character, because he's (laughs) very easily to relate to. Yep. And you take this, again, a 105-minute long film, and it's like, well, you can make him like. Know, there are some really fun moments in this with him being the the Grinch, mm-hmm. as in just somebody who who doesn't like the holiday. Like we have him with the mistletoe, and he's sitting there. He like he's putting it near his butt, and he's like, "You got to kiss this, Whoville. Yeah, it's like okay, that's 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 a modern day version of I don't want any parts of this holiday.
1: And then, yeah, and uh, when he's impersonating Santa and Cindy Lou Who is like, Santa, what's the meaning of Christmas? And he's like, vengeance. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all on board with that.
0: Santa, what's Christmas really about?
1: Vengeance.
0: Like, that's, that's the, the edgy version of the Grinch. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that worked at the time. Maybe not so much anymore, because probably everybody again. Now you have articles of like, what was it? The the somebody was writing articles saying like Rudolph the rain red nosed reindeer is like fascist or something. Like we <laughs> live in a like we live in a world today where nothing is sacred, and, and unless you're crapping on things, people like you're not happy. Mm. So who knows? Like that's why I think it's weird too. How you that's why this new Grinch isn't doing as well as this one did, okay. just because it, it's. It's it's just not an applicable story anymore because there are so many just uh, the word Grinch now has so many different just splinter yeah. meanings. Yeah, but, it's
1: become its own dictionary term rather than you know this character. It's become exactly. much more than that. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean though. Like so now, like you think you think somebody is like you, you ask me what's their interpretation of the Dr. Seuss Grinch, and I imagine everyone would give. like Whereas maybe twenty years ago, a lot of people would give you the same sort of like. Adjectives. Mm -hmm. Now it would just be like, oh my! You wouldn't be able to figure it out. God, like the worst Family Feud episode ever. (laughs) It's like describe the Grinch in these terms. It's like, well, good luck, anybody. Unless you basically close your eyes and just open up a page in the dictionary. Certain things of this movie do work well because you do have like like some of my favorite moments are. It's funny they're just solely Grinch. There are moments when there's nobody else. It's just the Grinch. Like you have him in his. I don't even know where he lives. Like there's machinery. I don't know where he lives. Like clearly he lives next to the dump, yet there's machinery in the mountain that, that's never explained what yeah, what like it the, is.
1: It's like the whole mountain has to be hollow or something for how big of a space he has in there. I don't know, but it has machinery in it that's never explained as to what its purpose is. Yeah.
0: Um but like some of the stuff I like though, it's like when he's like like he's doing the echo and it's like I'm gonna talk it's it's like you it, you it, I'm an idiot.
1: You're an idiot. Oh, yeah, that was in my notes. That was awesome.
0: And then he's like, well, I'm going to stay in a whisper. So when my voice reverberates off the walls and when it gets back to me, I won't be able to hear it.
1: You're an idiot. I'll tell you, Max, I don't know why I ever leave this place. I've got all the company I need right here. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? I asked you first! I asked you first. First, first, first! Oh, that's really mature, saying exactly what I did! Exactly what I did. I'm an idiot! You're an idiot! idiot.
0: Alright, fine. I'm not talking to you anymore. In fact, I'm going to whisper, so that by the time my voice
1: reverberates off the walls and gets back
0: to me. I won't be able to hear it. That's funny timeless humor because it's not raunchy. It's a char- it's that juxtaposition of a character is trying to outsmart wh- whoever it's dealing whoever he's dealing with, and he gets kicked in the butt with his own logic. Or his own logic yes. falls apart and he gets kicked in the butt anyway. You I think another part I like, and this is maybe more related to my own sense of humor. Is when he's on top of the mountain. He has like a megaphone. He's going through the phone book, just yelling at people with random names. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I hate think that's you. A fun, <laughs> I think that's funny. Just like I think that's applicable for today, where we have all these memes now. People hating each other. Everyone's just like, I hate everybody. That's yeah. applicable. Yet you have jokes like, oh god, um, he's dressed I, I, I get why this is in the movie though. But he's dressed – I guess he puts the the antler on Max's head, mm. and he puts the director's cap on, which is very clearly what Ron Howard does with the baseball cap, yeah. or even Steven Spielberg to a certain extent. And he's giving him directions, like your motivation is – and It's like, oh my god! It's it's oh, not the, that... when the
1: dog like knocks his nose off, and he's like, "Brilliant! You reject the entire part, perfect!" and he like leaves.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, like that's clearly a, a show business gag. Yeah, that that somebody liked and just kept, like that was clearly ad libbing on set one day, and someone just thought that was cute.
1: Yeah, I I uh, I think the something similar with the. Um, The cat gag at the end, like when he's stealing all the presents, it's like this cat keeps getting in his way. This cat just keeps appearing in all these weird places. It's just like they were putting this together and someone was like, oh, what if what if there was a cat? Because we have a dog. Right. And we've never seen any other animals. It just it doesn't seem to fit well. That's
0: lowest common denominator humor. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be funny if a cat attacked? Like he sucked up a cat and the cat attacked him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, oh, I,
1: I, I, I guess that and the there's a there's a very brief, uh, I guess one of the adult jokes in the movie is when they're talking about like how babies come to Whoville and they get like dropped off and then like one person opens the door and they're like, the baby's here. It looks just like your boss, you that, know? I, but, I, 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 like you know that's like. Oh God! I laughed a, at that Oh yeah, it's a good joke. I think I laughed at it because I didn't see it coming at that point. Yeah, in the movie. exactly. But you exactly. know, I think it's it's right along the lines of what we're talking about, where it's just like you know, eh. It it's it's humor. It's humor we've heard before. You know, of course, we're talking about this movie years later, but there's nothing special about a lot well, of that. Well, it's
0: not. It's not. It's it's humor that could be plugged in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like even like like they're what they're having like a they show like in the windowsill there's like like a hoop like Christmas party and they're putting all their their car keys in the giant bowl yeah and it's like oh like I, I get it the parents will laugh at that the kids won't it's I get it but mm-hmm. it's like oh a swingers joke <laughs> in a Grinch movie I'm like you're telling me the writers couldn't spend an extra half an hour and figure out another uh appropriate, not I don't mean like in, in, in a age appropriate sense but like an appropriate joke to like christmas time exactly like like there's nobody else like maybe you see like the husband with a flask about the port and the wife smacks his hand away (laughs) and it's, it's it's like something like that where it's like okay it's still edgy but it's like oh a swingers joke
1: yeah yeah Exactly. Like,
0: I, I don't know, because I, I in, in my research for this, I saw like they had a couple of jokes that like Dr. Seuss's widow didn't want.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they had
0: one family that was like the Hoostines that never put up Christmas decorations. <laughs> I would imagine when Dr. Seuss's widow watched this movie and she saw like the car keys being put into the bowl, she probably had no idea what that was referencing.
1: Okay, okay. So yeah, I, I don't I think... know much about I I think I do know that Dr. Seuss's widow is not. His first wife. I think he had many wives before the one that yeah. he was married to when he passed away. I think I that makes me doubt their or her credibility with what Dr. Seuss would have wanted from his work because she wasn't around when he originally wrote it. But who knows? I can I can still see if you own if you have some claim to these rights, you gotta cause a stink somewhere. Well, she I know like she's a like ho- I guess
0: the problem though is that Seuss never like would ever like give blanket film rights or tv rights like everybody's like he is like to this day getting a dr seuss adaptation like off the ground okay is like impossible because of her
1: oh because she is
0: like like okay this is what i was reading for the uh for this movie this is the deal they had to make with her Mm -hmm. in order to pitch their ideas to geisel the producers had to be willing to pay five million for the material Okay. That's just basically to get their foot in the door. Yeah. Hand over 4% of the box office gross. So that's off the top. That's not net. That's off the top. Oh, wow. 50% of the merchandising revenue mm-hmm. and music-related material. And,
1: 70, and 70% and seventy of book tie-ins. Oh, my God. And I want a royalty from everything sold. <laughs> well, that's uh, – it's funny because you look back at this
0: movie – there wasn't a lot of merchandise for it.
1: Yeah, I, I, mean, I know. I don't think I've, I've ever looked, seen any.
0: Like, I've even looked. There's like I think a couple of action figures, and I think there's mm-hmm. maybe three like Jim Carrey Grinch dolls, and they go okay. for like a lot of money now because of just how rare they were at the time, sure. or how rare now, and they weren't a lot of them produced. And I think that's why you don't see a lot of this incarnation of the character anymore. Is okay. that? It's just, it was just, I think it was almost like there was no money in it for anybody. Like, oh, I think the only place you ever saw this incarnation of the Grinch was, I think, at Universal Studios in Florida and in California. Uh-oh. For their, like, for their, because it's a Universal movie. Yeah. So I guess just having an actor, like, I guess they don't have to pay her anything just to, I, I put an actor in the makeup. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any rev- – I, I don't think she gets a cut of that for every time it, an actor dresses up and just does the dance on, like, the, the Christmas Day – like, I don't know, the Daily Parade. Oh, okay. So, like, that was the only time I've ever remember seeing that incarnation of the character, like, after mm-hmm. the movie came out. Because, like, to this day, there's, like – I remember – it's funny. I have a, a picture, like, in a photo album somewhere, and I'm wearing a, a Jim Carrey Grinch TV uh, movie shirt. And nice. it's like, it's him and Max and it's like, let's ruin Christmas or like, let's <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. It's some weird pun with Christmas time. Sure. And I even went, like, in preparation for this, I was just curious. I'm like, Because a lot of times you can find some of this stuff that like, people are selling. And I couldn't find any pictures of it even. Oh. This was like the definition of like a one and done. It mm-hmm. was like, we made the movie, try to make as much money off it as possible, which I think they did. Over the years, it's not timeless. And I think it's Time it's not timeless for like all the reasons where you've described the movie is not very uh, the product it's funny there's effort here oh yeah i feel it's misguided effort yeah yeah
1: definitely it's all over the place
0: it really is because like another thing it's funny i saw i forget who it was somebody on my twitter feed was talking about this and said why does this movie look like it's like was shot during like the worst smog crisis in California. <laughs> Cause you, you think like, if you imagine like you sit down, someone says, once again, Ron Howard directed Jim Carrey, starring $120 million live action Grinch film. Yeah. You think of bright, shiny
1: colors mm-hmm. and you watch this movie and it's such a muted color scheme. Yeah. Even at the end when like the Grinch, you know, When his heart grows back, I I thought then maybe the movie might get brighter, but it barely does. No. If if anything, it's it's brighter because they put their tree back up or something like that, not because the movie actually changes it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because even Whoville is just – when we were first introduced
1: to Whoville, it's it's so muted. Like I I don't get – why? Yeah, I think they went overboard with the snow. Like it's like when I'm thinking when I think of this movie, I think of just everything had snow on it all the time. Everything was snow covered, be it the mountain, be it you know Whoville, all that stuff. And you know, brighten it up. You know, even if it's snow, it doesn't have to be dark and gray and overcast. I
0: I, I don't even know if it's that though. Because I remember I saw some somebody actually like went through like like a couple frames of this and like added color to it. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, what people were kind of figuring out was they think maybe in post-production when they color graded it, they deliberately made it look this way, man. Cause I think people have, cause I think the sets are still up part of like the Hollywood like backlot tour for universal in California. Sure. The sets are still there. And I think the sets are very vibrant. I, from what I remember, I don't know for certain. Okay. But the sets are very vibrant, paint or painted in vibrant colors, mm. and it's. I think they deliberately it was it was a creative choice to make to make this so muted. That's which, so strange. Which is it is, it, I, and that's I don't know. You, you'd, you'd love to ask like a Ron Howard and be like, "What's the deal with the Grinch? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why, like, what, why did you choose to?" I, I guess now maybe he I don't know he maybe would not answer it. <laughs> but it's like, why, why do it this way? It's just every single decision I feel in this movie. It's like, not that it was a bad decision, but you had a good, like you had like a, a good decision or a good mm-hmm. choice and the lesser choice yeah. every single time they chose the lesser choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like they took the wrong path in the fork in the road at every single juncture. Yeah, and, that's and not it just sta- it compounds by the end of it, where you're like, "What the hell did I just waste my time on?" Yeah, and it, like I don't know, it's just
0: like clearly they had daily, so they must have known what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But like I even said with the Who's, like like the Who's in this, like you watch the 1966 film, and the Who's are not like obnoxious character. Like don't get me wrong, they don't really have any sort of role in the 1966 film, mm-hmm. but a well, little screen time they have, they're not obnoxious. Yeah,
1: they're, uh, they're fun, they're cute, they're entertaining.
0: Well, and the whole point of the characters of the Who's was that like, what, like the, the whole point also with the Grinch too is, the Grinch is a party pooper. Mm-hmm. He's going to reign on the Who's parade. So what he, so he figures if I take away their Christmas presents, they will be just as miserable as me. Yes. And they will, again, misery loves company, they will mope along with me. Mm-hmm. He does this, It changes nothing. They are just as festive and in riding the high of the holiday with or without the presents. And that's what causes the who uh, the Grinch's heart to grow. Yeah. In this movie, he steals all the presents. The who's come out and they need to be explained why they don't need presents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good
0: point. Cindy Lou, who has to explain to them why they don't need presents to be happy.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: Jeffrey Tambor has a meltdown. And it's (laughs) like, oh, And then the father, the father mailman's like, oh, we don't need presents after all. And like the mother like, oh, I don't need to out decorate the neighbors. It's like, oh, like, again, it, it felt like a South Park moment where you
1: have to have the main characters explain the 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 message. Yeah, yeah the, the the part where the satire dips down into, we don't think you're smart enough to understand this is satire. of oh, South Park, at least. No, I, I, I see what you're saying, and it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because uh, Jeffrey uh, Tambor, he doesn't, does he gets, does he get comeuppance at the end?
1: No, I mean, uh, possibly with the thing with his wife, because his wife is the, like, the Grinch's love interest. Martha well, it's not May. his wife.
0: It's, like his, it's just his love interest. Like, nobody's... Like, they're not married.
1: Oh, they're not married? Oh, okay. For some reason, he I proposes, they married.
0: Well, that's another weird joke. Oh, this, but, like, that's He proposes like, to her. Yeah, and that's what's, you're and right. Because the Grinch gets set, set off during, like, the hubilation. Mm-hmm. Because... He watches Martha May get proposed to, and that, yep. that kind of just – that sets him off a
1: little. And then, yeah, then gets, Jeffrey Tambor gives him a, a razor, a razor. shaver, yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's and that's the double whammy that just says, like, okay, he's had enough of this, and so yep. like he's going to blow. And, and that's the weird thing because he doesn't really – like, Jeffrey Tambor is a jerk, mm-hmm. but he's no more of a jerk than any of the other Who's.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's where it's like, oh, like, there's no – if you're going to make a villain at Jeffrey Tambor, like, I don't know because it's just, again, like, okay, the Grinch, because the, like, you, you complicate it then. The whole point is the Grinch is a, is a miser and he learns that, oh, he's had the wrong idea about this holiday the whole time. Mm-hmm. You can sum up the story of the Grinch in about two sentences. And you, you introduce this element of, oh, you have who's that are are, are what's the word? Irredeemable yeah yeah and it's like oh oh okay because even even like the ending of this is like weird because like why does the grinch need a love interest yeah like oh why does the grinch hate christmas oh not because he's a miser but because he was scorned by a girl when he was a child
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he couldn't, he he couldn't shave either (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and, and he was uh, humiliated it's like oh okay like because that's not i like, that's what you feel like you can imagine being in the writer's room it's like okay we can't keep this to the we can't just have him be a miser we have to give him some reason for hating this holiday beyond just being a grinch which yeah. is weird but again i, I think it's it's a definite i think maybe this movie is the ultimate example in just overcomplicating something
1: mm-hmm. it's just I, like i agree oh. yeah i agree I think, um, you think after the events of this movie when, you know, Jeffrey Tambor is like all upset and the Grinch kind of comes back into Whoville, you think Jeffrey Tambor goes up to Mount Crumpet and lives where the Grinch is and it kind of just, the cycle repeats itself?
0: (laughs) Well, that, like, that would, like, I don't know, because the whole point of the movie, like, you want a happy ending. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would be a clever ending, like, oh, now he's on the, now he's on the thing. And that that would be an interesting ending. I think it would be interesting, but it's... I don't know. Like it's it's this is such a weird movie because I guess it's before Hollywood really had to have sequels for everything. Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And there's even the scene in the movie where he like he rips off the Christmas sweater, and he's driving. I like, guess too. There's little people like like little like uh, Mulholland Drive, <laughs> little miniature people wandering around Whoville. Yeah. That's a thing apparently. <laughs> um, he steals their car and he's like driving it through Whoville. And he crashes into a fire hydrant. (laughs) Yeah. And the fire hydrant explodes. And he does like a Bruce Willis diehard level, like
1: running leap from the like giant explosion. Yeah. He's like, it's going to blow. And he dives away. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, blah. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? You're like, literally right before that don't we see him light the whoville christmas tree on fire and it just burns up in a ma- in like a second or a second and a half yeah. but then there's an actual explosion that does property damage just a few minutes later
0: <laughs> I, I, that's the thing too like he takes the bottle of moonshine takes out like the weirdest like like lighter i've ever seen and he like like blows fire like i guess i'm like i'm surprised anybody like signed off on that
1: yeah yeah
0: like that's just a, like that's another one it's like oh okay then apparently like i get it now or not is what's the word um tightly wound as we mm-hmm. are where we were back in 2000 Three 9-11, like, <laughs> 9/11. <laughs> um rob's just pushing me further and further toward that uh, 2001 blockbuster series <laughs> uh uh so like i said, there's so many like even also like the way this movie is shot is peculiar because there are so many like Dutch angles, mm-hmm. where like the, the cameras at an angle like tilted, you have all these like weird sort of like oh god wide angle lenses, where like Jim Carrey's like in your face, like I get it, you want to show off how great this makeup is, yeah, but it's like it's really like subconsciously to the 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 the, the viewer, like it's uncomfortable
1: definitely it's uncomfortable filmmaking it's uncomfortable in the sense of some of the shots they give you also in the sense of you know how often they switch between some of them not you know i'm saying that it's quick like we're getting all these cuts and edits or anything like that but it's just kind of like where you know you watch a full scene and a shot a certain way and the next scene starts and of course it's a different place different character but you can just you're clearly jarred by that change of visualization it's noticeable
0: yeah i i really like the more i think about it it must have been just there was nothing else in theaters at this time. It was just it was it was the it was the proverbial Christmas movie. It was just like it was the big thing that yeah. came out. This is not like today, like I said, where you have Star Wars, Jumanji, Greatest Showman. You have mm-hmm. all these choices. It was just this was the this was the big event film of the winter. Yeah, yeah, ate it or you didn't. It was just yeah. It, it's kind of like like when you have a kid. It's like well, this is all you're getting for dinner, otherwise you go hungry. <laughs> and, and that's just what this feels like. It's like I don't get how this is like and i don't think it's a classic like you don't you like, know it, it shows up periodically at this time of the year a lot it's not a mainstay this is not like a christmas story where like, you put your eye out kid yeah yeah or or a christmas i oh, not christmas i mean uh, well, a wonderful light wait yep. yeah right a wonderful life
1: yep yeah that's on every holiday season
0: yeah like, like there are ones like uh was it national lampoons christmas vacation
1: yeah, that that I think is still on a good bit. I'm trying to think, you know, back in the day when I was, you know, around television and what I would see nonstop in the holiday season. And, yeah, you've mentioned some good ones for sure. I'm trying Char- to think Oh, Chris- Charlie, I'm thinking of the Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas special. That, okay, oh, okay, yeah. I'm
0: going I'm to read all, okay, I have on Box Office Mojo the top ten Christmas movies of all time. All time,
1: according all to time. them or according to some- Box Office. Box, Box office. office, okay,
0: good. All right. And it's worth noting that out of ten of, out of the top ten, only
1: three are Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, oh god. <laughs> only only three of these movies were made in the last ten years. Okay. Number ten is four Christmases. Jeez. Didn't Number- we didn't that come up on a our Thanksgiving episode yeah. as well? Yeah.
1: That
0: yeah, we movie <laughs> won't go away uh number nine is the oddly enough a christmas carol with jim carrey is uh the the cgi robert zemeckis
1: oh okay okay yeah
0: i remember that now number eight is the santa claus 2 with tim allen
1: mm-hmm.
0: number seven the santa claus oh they're right next to each other cool yeah <laughs> not very good considering that one came out um Eight years later, engrossed five million dollars less, but oh,
1: that's the law of diminishing
0: returns for you. Uh, number six is Elf. Elf is you cannot oh, escape that film this time sh- of year.
1: I should have. I do not like that movie, but I should have thought of it.
0: Yeah, Damn.
1: I I, I, I loathe that movie. I've only seen that
0: movie once, and I loathe it. Um, number five. This is where it gets really scary. <laughs> no, 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 I mean I, I don't mean like in a sense of like like quality wise. I mean like Krampus. there's. <laughs> well, in an ideal world, Krampus would be a top five Christmas movie. Number five is Home Alone
1: 2. Oh, so that means one of the top four is going to be Home Alone.
0: Oh, that's the scariest part of
1: this, but we'll get to that in okay. A okay. Number
0: four is The Polar Express.
1: Oh, Number that's the one where Tom Hanks drifts a train on ice, right? Yes. Or maybe not, maybe not Tom Hanks, but the train conductor or driver.
0: Yep, yep that's... That's And that's another Robert Zemeckis movie. Oh, okay. Uh, number three is the, the new Grinch that just came out last month. Oh, okay. Number two is this movie, The Grinch 2000.
1: And then... And number Alone? one, Home Alone. That's, I mean, uh, I've uh, Zach and I might have even had this conversation before, not on this podcast, but it's like... Is that all it takes? Is that, you know, a movie has to be set around Christmas and some characters need slight Christmas motivation for it to be considered a Christmas movie? Because honestly, you remove Christmas and replace it with fucking, like, I don't know, Fourth of July or Easter and Home Alone's the same goddamn movie, isn't it? The robbers are like, no one's home because they're out on vacation for the holiday. But then this kid gets left behind from a family vacation. Like, how is that a, a Christmas movie? Because it's the setting of it, I'm guessing, okay. well, I, I think when they when they eventually when they eventually reboot home alone, it should be like, I don't know, a President's Day setting or something like that, like the most obscure holiday because I, I, I that to me is not a Christmas movie. That's a movie set during Christmas. And those are two very different things. like a christmas, a Christmas story. that is a Christmas movie that re- the plot revolves around. Very heavily the fact that Christmas is coming up and it matters to this kid. Christmas is almost irrelevant in Home Alone. Other than the fact that what you get uh, Joe Pesci to step on decorate or ornaments, you know, I don't even remember if Joe Pesci's the one to step on the ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. But I think that's the
0: weirdest thing is that the number one Christmas movie is a film that's 28 years old. <laughs> yeah. In, in adjusted for inflation, it made over a five hundred million dollars adjusted for Damn. inflation. Damn. Like I, I think that's to show you that like I'm like we we keep making fun of this movie, The Grinch, mm-hmm. and maybe Hollywood just doesn't know how to make a good Christmas movie. It's right. just like they just don't. It's not prioritized. They just don't know how to do it. So
1: why why put any effort into it? Yeah, that could certainly be the case. I mean, if anything, if I've learned anything from the names you just listed off to me, they should just trust Robert Zemeckis with it. Just give him Christmas movies as a whole. (laughs) He's made some good ones, apparently. That's really, because you look at, like, like, even you go further down the list,
0: it's Daddy's Home (laughs) 2, Nightmare Before Christmas, A Bad Mom's Christmas, Fred Claus, uh, Jingle All the Way, Bad Santa...
1: See, Bad Santa, I would say, actually, is a Christmas movie. I would say Christmas is central to the plot there, because you know you don't. Well, it could be Easter Bunny. You could have Billy Bob Thornton dressing up as the Easter Bunny and, and Carson. We can only help. Like
0: again, yeah. <laughs> you look. You look at the movies. There's, there's really not like, like you go to like the the 50th movie and there's no money that he made. It's just yeah. yep i think that's the weird thing i i don't think hollywood knows how to do this even look at like box office mojo has the feature to look up like current movies that are like slotted for this genre and there's only one it's called last christmas and it comes out next november other than that everything (laughs) else
1: is like to be determined okay well i think that zach you and i should get on making the greatest christmas movie ever but It's going to get canceled in production, and we're going to make a November-style documentary about it. What do you think? Oh, boy. (laughs) And it'll be called something like, the greatest Christmas movie ever made, colon, what happened to the greatest Christmas movie ever made, colon, Christmas movie that wasn't made, colon, cinemodities, and then just a colon. No other words but a colon at the end. <laughs> a couple, we'll throw a couple of ampersands in
0: there, an apostasy. <laughs>
1: Commas in the middle of words, definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, like, so, yeah, I, I, this is a strange movie. And, like, cause I'm trying to think. Like, I have all the, like, the annual Christmas movies that just show up at this time. Like, Elf and the Santa Claus. Like, even the Santa Claus with Tim Allen doesn't show up as much as it once
1: did. Okay.
0: And this is, like, I guess over time, this will be, like, I don't, I have not seen the new Grinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment they show him, like, he's, like, I, know, I saw, like, the previews or a commercial somewhere, and they show him, like, in a grocery store, and he, like, somebody has, oh. like, pickles in their, like, basket, and he, like, takes the pickles out of their basket, opens it, takes a bite of one of the pickles, I guess he doesn't like to taste it, so he's, like, about the, he, then he proceeds to spit it back out into the jar and puts it into somebody else's basket, and that's the joke. Oh boy! <laughs> like that's that's a, a Grinch movie joke. I'm like, a why this is not this is not Grinch humor.
1: Yeah, that's not like being a miser. That's just being an asshole.
0: That's what I mean. So yeah, that's like, like the people.
1: That's like the I don't know if you ever like you. Uh, I've heard from some people that it's like they go and they want to buy makeup, and they like open the makeup container, and they can see like someone stuck their finger in and like took a glob out. Yeah. Like, that's just being a dick.
0: <laughs> that's what I mean, though. So, like, I, 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 that's why I think this new Grinch is like, oh, I, I, I'm going to reserve final judgment until I actually see it. Maybe, I don't know, this time next year.
1: Well, I think you should go see it on um, December 29th.
0: Just Absolutely to Keep,
1: not. keep, in, keep Absolutely it in a touch with the old Grinch movie, the date you no. saw it.
0: Oh, well, maybe, maybe.
1: Well, yeah, because I, I, I think I think we've established oh, that your entire God. schedule and calendar revolves around anniversaries.
0: <laughs> I li- you know what? Now you put the idea into my head. I,
1: I, I really like that as an idea. So the going to be like, guess what, everybody? I changed my mind. I'm going to see it.
0: <laughs> You laugh. I can go to the box office. I won't buy a ticket for December 29th. But, sir, we only have uh, a show time for the next week. I need to see the Grinch. Give me Just give me a blank check. I can see it at any time I want. <laughs> as long as it's on that day. As long as it's on. I got to see what time I saw the Grinch. Maybe we can get like, down to like, like <laughs> the hour.
1: If you do, if you do, we got to have a picture of those two ticket stubs right next to each other. Oh, that would be I pretty know. insane. I really, you
0: know what? Now, I, you know what? This might become a goal now.
1: That's this actually be, might uh, be- On display at the Cinemodities restaurant. Those two ticket stubs right next to each other. Like right next to the first dollar or whatever. That didn't get refunded. <laughs> uh, well, we have a new goal. I have a new priority now in life.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what else to make of this movie. Like, I, I, obviously, this movie entertained audiences overwhelmingly in two thousand. I I don't think the premise of the Grinch would even work today.
1: It's something everybody knows, right? But like the, like, the Grinch story is is familiar. I I don't think so. I oh, I, really I honestly. I honestly
0: think, like, like we laugh at, like, in this movie where, like, the Grinch tells Cindy Lou Who that the meaning of Christmas is, vengeance. like, well, well, yes, of course, first and foremost is vengeance, <laughs> but after that, it's commercialism. Yes. I think if you try to explain to anybody, like, under the age of, like, 17, they're like, oh, cr- like... Like, Christmas is about, like, families coming together. They will just, like, I think they'd be so cynical about that. they just roll their eyes and be like, ha, 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 where's my
1: iPad? <laughs> Do they still exist, people under the age of 17? I hope not. They haven't gone extinct yet? <laughs> I, 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 you know what, if this is the last, we call
0: it uh, generation of, of the human race would be would be doing everybody a favor. Yeah, we're hitting uh children of men status. <laughs> oh man. That there, people call that a dystopian
1: film. I call that a bright future. <laughs> Less people the better. I don't know, isn't there a Starbucks in one of the opening scenes of that movie? Like people aren't having babies but there's still enough people buying Starbucks coffee.
0: There's <laughs> that would that surprise you? In real life. No,
1: to be fair, no. <laughs> That's guess, probably the only business that would exist after people stop giving birth. I really
0: want to like this movie. The yeah. like, I really want to like this. Like it does have that like nostalgic element to it. But like, I think the reason why there is no nostalgic element is because I think I watched it. Maybe if I did see it around like before Christmas, maybe it had a little bit more of a feeling i really want a grinch a jim carrey grinch like like i don't want to call it figure like the the stuffed animal but like they're like insanely like not insane but like we're talking like 50 like dollars oh, for an open one and Jeez. like 100 plus for one in the box it's like
1: is there a uh jeffrey tambor action figure with him as the mayor is, who i think oh I think there okay there's an action okay. figure Right on.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. So this this movie's this – movie's, like I know we've kind of like pinballed with this, but I think that's only fair for a movie that oh, really either. has no – oh, God uh,
1: – stable idea of what it wants to be. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. We pinballed around a movie that pinballed itself. So, <laughs> you know, it's only fair. Only fair. <laughs> mm, there is another thing I, I do want to um, ask, ask about The Grinch. Um, It's in this movie. It's in the the old special. I don't know. Just like Zach, I haven't seen the new one. I have no interest in seeing it. Um, but I'm sure they do this because it's one of the classic Grinch things where they talk about the Grinch's heart, you know, that it's, it's two sizes too small and then it grows certain sizes, whatever. But in this movie and the 1966 one, we have the Grinch using what I can only imagine is an x-ray machine to to look at his own heart, you know? Yeah. So here's my question, Zach. Uh, Two questions. Part one, how often do you think the Grinch is x-raying his own heart? And two, maybe that's why it's so goddamn small. (laughs) What do you think? That's that's a very good point. He's pumping radiation into his chest, and he wonders why he's all fucked up. <laughs> so that was something that's always like stood out to me with the with the Grinch. I always think of it's like he's he's we're looking at his chest cavity regularly, apparently. And then they did it again in this movie, and I had to bring it up. It's a plot hole. Well, right?
0: Well, in the first one, it's just, it's there for the audience. Like,
1: he doesn't, like, pull out a, a X ray Oh, okay. It's, I guess that's the one thing I didn't remember, if it was, like, a cutaway or he had a machine or something.
0: No, it's meant, it's meant to show the audience that, like, oh, like, his his heart is growing. Like, okay. very early in, in the, the 1966 one, they show his heart being small. And then later on, they do it. It shows, like, oh, his heart grew three sizes too large. And it's like, oh, okay, cute. Uh, and this one though, no, he legit like pulls out an x-ray machine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's probably culprit number one as to why you're having heart problems. <laughs> Oh man, good old Grinch Okay, we'll have to, when Zach or I Whoever first sees the new Grinch movie We'll have to see, you know, if uh, Because Zach apparently just told me the Grinch goes to a grocery store Maybe there's a scene where the Grinch Goes into like a fucking MRI machine Or something, and gets his whole body Checked out, and everything's two sides he, he goes to the imaging clinic <laughs> <laughs> He's got to see in this Yes, yeah, and he has to wait We get to see the Grinch being Grinchy While he's in the waiting room for hours Of the imaging clinic, yeah <laughs> Oh, I love it!
0: <laughs> Another thing that's weird about this new Grinch is that, like, you look at any of the marketing materials for it. I don't think I've seen one image of him like in the the Santa costume. I do not with the oh. Santa's cap and like the Santa's outfit. I have not seen one image of that. Every single image is just it's just him being green and that's it. With the
1: orange background or something. I think Maybe. I've seen that a lot. Him with an orange background for some reason. Um, but okay, no, that is weird. Is there a dog? Does he have the Max dog in the new movie? Do you know? There is a Max. Okay, okay. Do you think in in that in the new movie we're going to get an origin story for how him and the dog became friends? Because I was a little upset we didn't get that in this movie. That we get his, you know, why he hates Christmas, but not how he has a faithful dog companion that dances when the Grinch is gone. <laughs> we can only I, hope, right? I have no idea. Like I really, like, I
0: remember, like, the marketing for the Grinch, this new one. Was like I know they did a bunch of like tie-ins. I know like IHOP. We'll get into that when it comes to snacks. But like the, they did like a like IHOP did tie-ins. They did a really clever like social media campaign. Like we like if you, I, I'm not sure if I told Rob this, but like if you were I, the article I read was like oh if you looked like on like one of those generic like female makeup bloggers mm-hmm. and you had an ad or I guess like a makeup tutorial, yeah, and you watched it and like the Grinch like had, like like, whole, like he didn't say because obviously they didn't get Umberto Cabbage Patch to do the lines. Like mm-hmm. he, like he was like holding up like little, like cue cards that were animated saying like, I don't care what she shows you. You'll never be pretty. It's like, <laughs> like, like really like mean, like, yeah. things And I'm like that it's funny and it's clever, but like the Grinch was never mean for the sake of being me. He was just, a, he was a Christmas Grinch.
1: You know, we, th- you, we uh, you're bringing up good points and you're so right. It's mean. It's with the grocery store thing. It was him being a dick, you know? and, and this makes me, when you just said it, made me think of something, you know, I think it's, we've talked about how my mother teaches people younger than us. She teaches high school students. She's been saying for like the last few years, the students keep getting meaner. Like she thinks the students are just straight up mean people sometimes. Maybe that's what kids want to see these days. Maybe they want to see a character that's super mean. Maybe that's attractive to a certain audience. But it's not to us who know what the Grinch should be. Maybe to a newer generation,
0: but like if you like, I guess that's kind of like what goes on with like Deadpool now. Why like Deadpool's like one of the most popular characters? Yeah, that's a, yeah, another good example. But like, if you want to make a character that's mean, like there's got to be a hundred different IPs out there that that can do that. It's like like if you want to make like an I like a, a a character that's just a jerk for the sake of being a jerk. Do you really need to get the, the Grinch? Like, is yeah, that what's good exactly? Is, is the Grinch point. the Trojan horse to delivering that character?
1: <laughs> no, there's probably better examples out there, right? There's got to be like... If you yeah, know, who like, could we I'm make a... mean? Mr. Magoo. Let's make him an asshole. What do you think? A but blind, like... blind asshole old man. That's never been done.
0: <laughs> but like, If you, you want to do it with like, the Grinch, though, you could do like green eggs and ham. Yeah! Like, perfect. that guy's a jerk. There you go. I forget I know there's Sam I am, but I forget the, 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 the guy that doesn't want the green
1: eggs and ham. I forget oh, his yeah. name. I don't remember I also
0: I don't think Hollywood gets what the Grinch is about, or if they do, they're deliberately they're, they they just can't bring it to the I guess I still think if you did like a, a Doctor Seuss anthology film with like, I know Doctor Seuss's wife ever or widow ever since the the Mike Myers film. <laughs> said like no more live action films. Apparently, she didn't like this. Is from live. Like, there's nowhere that says she didn't like the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But it said that after the 2003 film, it says like, oh, after that film and her and the the the, the Grinch with Jim Carrey, she no longer allowed live action adaptations. Okay. I'm like, oh, if you're if you're Grouping this in with the the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, clearly
1: that means you didn't like this either. Yeah, that the Cat in the Hat is a whole in a league of its own. I would say the Cat (laughs) in the Hat is a masterpiece. Oh, definitely. But But we'll get into that in the near future. You dirty hoe. I genuinely love yeah, the, the Mike Myers. Yeah, actually, the Mike that's Myers the one is a, of the live action Seuss movies, as far as I'm concerned. Is,
0: I would say it's probably the best because it's everything that a Doctor Seuss movie should be. If you're going to stretch a six page story, yes, that's the yes. only way you can do it.
1: Yeah, and that that's fair, you know, because I I saw Horton Here's a Who. I didn't really like it. Um, I saw part of The Lorax. I don't think I was a big fan of that either. Have there been any others since you know not not counting the New Grinch? Did we ever get uh, any other Dr. Seuss like
0: feature, like wide release films? There's a uh, Horton Hires a whore.
1: There's the well, Lorax. That, well, that I don't know.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that's a Rob joke. Horton Hires a whore. That's the sequel, right? <laughs> no, that's the first one. That's the that's the
1: Rob joke. That's the true. That's the true version of the movie.
0: No, um, the only Dr. Seuss movies there are are the 2000 Grinch, the Cat in the Hat, Horton Hires a whore, the Lorax, and the Grinch. The, the okay. new one. That's it. Five. So, what do you think we're gonna get
1: next? Redfish,
0: Bluefish? They're doing another Cat in the Hat. That's what's coming next.
1: Another Cat in the Hat. Oh man, I want the Cold War movie about butter on toast.
0: <laughs> yeah. In 2012, following the financial success of The Lorax, an animated film uh, adaptation of the Dr. Seuss book, uh, by the same uh, will be done by Universal and Illumination
1: Entertainment, same people that did the New Grinch. Um, Are these Rob- in a shared universe? Are they trying to set up a goddamn animated Dr. Seuss cinematic universe? Is that what they're doing, to us, Zach? Damn oh, it. Because I could totally see there being some small Easter egg in the Lorax or something that shows it's in the same world as Horton Hears a Who and nonsense like that, right? That could totally be in there. I, I don't know if they're doing that, but I could see them trying. Oh, 100%. I could see them trying. Benedict Cumberbatch, maybe he just realizes the only way to make money in film is by getting into cinematic universes, and now he's the Grinch. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Wasn't Danny DeVito the Lorax? Yeah. Okay, good. That's a good person to have in your cinematic universe. <laughs> I think the only other thing I want to mention is because it's going to directly relate to my snack ideas, is that this movie take pl- takes place in a snowflake. Yes. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, in a snowflake it, that apparently Anthony Hopkins narrates. Yes, yeah, so at the start of the movie, the narration is like, this takes place inside of a snowflake. And I'm like, what kind of nonsense did he just say? And then at the end of the movie, it zooms out from a snowflake. So this movie legitimately, this whole world exists in a snowflake. And Zach, if you don't mind, I'd like to go right into my first snack. Uh-oh. We eat the snowflake with all the people <laughs> in it. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe we don't know what snowflake contains Whoville and, you know, all this different stuff. So we give – basically you order this, and it's a bowl of snow. And you eat it, and you know that somewhere in there you took out the Grinch, took out Whoville. Christmas for them doesn't exist anymore because it melted, and it was digested. What do you think as a first snack? I think that's good. Okay, bowl of snow where you eat the Grinch, uh, Whoville and the Grinch and all that stuff. Good. I think the next thing I have to mention is that the the low-hanging fruit, Zach might have been saying it already, but uh, I've loved it for a while. It's in the original Grinch, or at least the TV show, or the uh, the 66 animated special, whatever we're calling it. Roast Beast. I love that. Uh, My parents call Roast Beef Roast Beast. Uh, They love it as well. That's probably why I love it as much. But I think that we should offer the Roast Beast that we actually get to see in the Grinch, like with, with like the six legs or whatever, and like the pineapple slices on it, I think that would be a good meal. What it would actually be in reality, I don't know. <laughs> because, of course, this animal doesn't truly exist, right? And Zach will give me a lot of pushback if I even mention the word processor, the god. No, no. <laughs> exactly. So, roast beast, we might have to. Um, to, you know, finesse or refine in some way, I think. But I love that image of the the giant animal, you know, the giant animal carcass that they cooked up and, you know, the, the little, like, the little bone bibs on the end of them, like you put on turkeys and stuff. It's great. My last snack, I have to mention, Zach. Oh, which I should have, which I should have maybe also started with. My favorite line of the movie. My favorite line of the movie is, of course, from Jim Carrey. I don't, I did not write down when it happens, But at some point, Jim Carrey screams, I think as he's walking back into his mountain home, he screams something to his dog like, Max, fetch me my sedative! (laughs) Max, fetch me my sedative! So I think that we should offer on the menu, sedative as fetched by Max. That's what Ah. saying. And so maybe it's an appetizer or maybe it's an after dinner dessert. It's up to you when you want to eat your sedative. I don't know. It's, you know, I mean, Zach might be like, I want to eat and then have my sedative. So I have a nice, relaxing night where I'm going to be like, just give me the sedative as soon as I walk in the door. It's the only reason I'm coming to this goddamn restaurant. So, you know, it's up to anybody. They can order it whatever they want. What do you think?
0: You know what, who can say no to a sedative, especially after a movie like this?
1: Yes. And I think on the menu we should keep it very general and just say sedative. We shouldn't say what sedative it is. <laughs> that means we can also give them cheap stuff too. We won't have to pay for the top tier. Exactly. So you know on the on like the grand opening we're giving people like ketamine and shit, and then on, then like a few weeks later we're giving people, you know, ZQL or something like that. <laughs> uh, is ZQL still around? Do you remember ZQL? Yeah. No, you can still buy that. God damn. I just can't imagine the pitch meeting. Whoever had that idea. Let's just put fucking four Z's in front of Quill. And they're like, okay. (laughs) It's popular. It's been around now for like 10 years. Oh, man. Okay. So I don't know how that figures into Scissor, but that's a snack for another time, Zach. What did you have for the Grinch and the Cinemodities restaurant this week, Zach? All right. Before we get into that, like I said,
0: one more Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, Yes. Cindy Lou Who, who, considering that Rob's our music aficionado here, was played by um, the actress Taylor Momsen. Yeah. Who's
1: What's apparently, like, a musician called? now. Yeah, what is it? It's like some, two words. I, I've heard of them before. The um, pretty reckless. Pretty reckless. That's it. Yes. I, I want to say pretty womans for some reason. <laughs> that's sexist. Yeah, pretty reckless. I have certainly heard of them. Um, I don't know them too well though, and I listened to maybe one or two songs when I did my research and found exactly what you were saying, but nothing stuck out like the Busta Rhymes, Jim Carrey song.
0: <laughs> well, I know it's funny because like, I had no idea this that Cindy Lou Who actually like
1: grew up to be like anything of value. <laughs> you should have just. <laughs> I was about to say you should have just stopped with. I never knew Cindy Lou Who grew up, <laughs> but I like that you added with any sort of value. That makes it even better. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean. I had no idea who she was when I saw her in the movie as a child actor. Um, I was just angry when she started singing. I was like, why the fuck did Zach give me a movie with a child singing in it? That's just a no-no. And then, you know, when I found her name, what is it, Taylor Momsen or something like that? I was like, I have no idea who this is. And I had to actually dive into her to see that she was part of this band that I had only very, you know, vaguely heard of. I think I was at a festival once where she was on the docket, but I had other bands to go, not she, but the band, Pretty Reckless, was on the docket. And I went to see other stuff because i never really heard of them. Things like that.
0: Well, it's funny, because like, I, I listened to some of their songs. And, like I-, I think Rob would agree with me. They're pretty much like an edgy paramour that,
1: I think that's the best way to describe them. Paramore is actually a really, really good analogy, I would say, or, um, you know, comparison, definitely. But I'd say a little bit edgier, because in one of the music
0: videos I watch, she's, like, stripping down, getting, like, practically naked. Oh, Which, okay. which I don't think—what's wh- her name from Paramore Haley, would do? Hayley
1: Williams? Yeah, I, I don't think she would do that. Okay, yeah, I'm not but. sure. I don't really know um, too much about Haley Williams and, and her taste in, you know, performances, but— Paramore is certainly the one that is under much more scrutiny and would be um, watched closely for more raunchy things like that, definitely. Yeah. I
0: know, it's funny. I, listened to it, I watched a couple of music videos, and one of them actually – like I like I don't remember ever watching this before, but for some reason it was ringing a bell, and it was called Make Me Want to Die.
1: And for okay. some reason
0: I just remembered that, and I like, it, it sounded familiar. don't know why. Never knew this was – like I said, never knew Cindy Lou Who grew up to be anything. Yeah. But apparently she was also on Gossip Girl, which was like like a huge thing in the late 2000s, oh, early yeah. 2010s. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I knew that was always uh, Blake Lively and Leighton Meester show. Mm-hmm. But I never knew she was involved with that in any sort of like major capacity. Mm, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the more
1: you know. I thought you were going to say that you listened to some of her songs and you were like, I love them. They're my favorite band now. <laughs> well, maybe she was in that. Maybe she was <laughs> like you're, the, the was member Just be like, I talk to Rob every week, and he releases new music, and I barely listen to it. But this this Cindy Lou, who, she's amazing, right? (laughs) (laughs) She definitely doesn't
0: have any cockroach killings, so she gets a plus one in that column.
1: (laughs) That you know of, Zach. That I know
0: of. (laughs) <laughs> well, until you start stripping naked in your videos, then then you know well, what might Wait till playing? you see the next video. <laughs> That's the BumPa one. It's it's stripping
1: naked, listening to BumPa. Yes, when BumPa's like, "Where are we going with our lives?" I'm just gonna <laughs> get naked. <laughs> bingo, bingo. Oh man, uh
0: Rob finally. Uh, cashed in but anyway <laughs> uh anyway though, so my snack um, i'm yes. going th- much like i did with uh, doomed the the journey of fantastic four colon ampersand uh, semicolon that's the one we had our denny's spotlight yes. right well okay. and for this for the 2018 grinch they did a menu so this is the first item grinch's green pancakes
1: of course Two That's Grinch. The first thing that came up when I Googled IHOP Grinch as well. No, Rob's cheating. Two oh, I Grinch. get it. I can't no. look at it because one, one, really like. one of okay, them, one of them, you really I gonna like. Okay, I closed the link because I looked at the Denny's stuff. I think, but that was a different case. Okay, I'm ready. I'm well, ready. to be
0: fair, nothing here is as good as Thing Sauce. Like, 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 there's nothing here like it's like a smoking gun. Like, what, what? <laughs>
1: um,
0: we have two Grinch green buttermilk pancakes topped with sweet cream cheese icing, red candy hearts crowned with creamy green whipped topping. Apparently, the the cream cheese icing is different from the green whipped topping. Sure. Go
1: figure. I would are imagine they... that the green whipped topping would just be whipped cream that they mix some green food food coloring in. You'd think. I would also imagine that the pancakes are just pancakes with green food <laughs> coloring mixed in. <laughs> so nothing, nothing really special about that. It's just colored weird. Okay, I'm with you. Hey, but you get red candy hearts. You can't forget that. Like the ones with the messages on them? No, I think they're like like just uh, no, they're not the chocolate oh, ones. Oh, okay, so just uh, oh oh, they're not chalky. They're no. better. I, I don't love know. the chalky ones without messages on there. I you think you're just all right. Next, next is
0: the minty who hot chocolate, hot chocolate with mint syrup, topped with creamy green whipped topping and red candy hearts again. Oh, okay, they're really they're
1: really going all out with the imagination. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay um next we have this one actually sounds interesting i know rob's not gonna like it because i think rob's allergic to everything
1: <laughs> um
0: the whoville holiday cheesecake french toast oh yeah i'm
1: allergic to everything you just said in that yes. title then. yes he's allergic to whoville
0: <laughs> two king's hawaiian rolls french oh, toasted wow. and layered with creamy cheesecake filling
1: raspberry well, topping the, and the creamy whipped topping the king's rolls are french toasted yeah Oh, my God. I can't believe I've never tried that. I've been eating King's Rolls for years. I should French toast some up. That would be delicious. King's
0: Rolls are great. Little does Rob know. In, in the narrator's voice, little did Rob know that he was allergic to King's Hawaiian Rolls this entire time. <laughs> you know, folks, that Rob, Rob actually had a conversation with me once where – um. Like, we were going through all the things he's allergic to. And I said, Rob, would you like a glass of water? And he went, Zach, you know I can't drink water. I'm allergic.
1: Water out of a glass. I can drink water out of a faucet. <laughs>
0: he's allergic to water, folks.
1: Rob's allergic to everything. Apparently, Rob's
0: one of these people that ate everything in high school, and all of a sudden, he became allergic to everything over the course of college.
1: That's why alcohol is so important, because it pushes the water out of my body. (laughs) Yes, there you go. Um, Okay, next is, and I think Rob's going to like this one the most,
0: the Who Roast Beast Omelette. Not roast beef, roast beast.
1: I like that. I like that, but
0: what's in it? This description's like two lines long. (laughs) Our big fluffy omelet filled with shredded beef, Monterey Jack and Cheddar cheeses, sautéed jalapenos, onions, and golden hash browns topped with tangy barbecue sauce, more shredded cheese, and a (laughs) Serrano pepper served with three buttermilk pancakes.
1: Like a whole Serrano pepper? It says, and a serrano pepper. Then didn't say with, with pieces. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that actually does sound really good. That sounds like something I would definitely eat whenever I make omelets. I certainly put many of those ingredients in them, but you I would leave ro- the pancakes ro- off. You put roast roast beasts in there? I usually do ham cubes in my omelets, so I have to upgrade to the roast beast. Okay, good, good.
0: All right, and then it says, for
1: the littlest of who's.
0: IHOP is also introducing a kids' menu. Ooh. So we are breaking new ground. We are introducing a kids' menu to the Cinemodities restaurant. We already have one food item in there. We have the kid-sized antifreeze. <laughs>
1: so this is what we have. Is this – so – because we have cin e already, right? That's the child yes. wing of the Cinemodities restaurant. But up to this point, that menu has been the same – As the full menu. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. We have a children's menu now that we're delving into. Okay. So that's going to, we're going to work on that. This is going to be separate now. Yes. Gotcha. I like it. The Mount Crumpet Kids Combo. Mm -hmm. One Grinch
0: green buttermilk pancake topped with sweet cream cheese icing, red candy hearts, and green whipped Mm -hmm. topping, but it includes one scrambled egg, one bacon strip, In one pork sausage link, and even better, kids eat free during the entire promotion. So we are giving this
1: away at the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, this is gonna bankrupt us. (laughs) You know everybody's bringing their kids here.
0: But now we have an incentive to bring your kids. Well, the parents are getting the free sedative and the free DVD. (laughs) They have an excuse to bring their kids. (laughs) <laughs> oh man! And they have a young Grinch minty who hot chocolate, which is the yes. same thing, but in a smaller glass.
1: Of course, of course. So I guess now that this is the second time we've had other, I guess businesses, other restaurants, menu items on our menu, um, this is this is on here, right? The Grinch stuff we're we're committing is going to be in our Cinematis restaurant. The fan four stick we haven't committed to that, right? Because we have more to talk about with that one. Yes, that's later. Okay, okay. Yes, that'll be the follow up come sometime. Okay. Okay. Good. I have to be. I have to be clear because just so the audience knows, if they don't know already, I have a very large spreadsheet of the Cinemaddie's restaurant menu, <laughs> keeping track of all this stuff. I'm a little behind, actually. Haven't even put the Thanks Killing episode in there yet, but mm-hmm. I got to catch up. I got to make sure you know we're because you know they, they, Mark Cuban wants to see all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he needs. He needs uh, weekly reports. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's the weeklies.
0: <laughs> So, Rob, cinemodity and or late night movie.
1: Oh, uh, this is this is not going to be a surprise, but no and no, I don't think this is cinemoddy. I think the weirdest thing about it is that I want to like it, but can't. That's not nothing unique to this movie. Some good lines, some good scenes. Most things don't fit. It's all over the place. It's, you know, it's a it's a Dr. Seuss movie that will forever exist, but it's not weird enough to push it or maybe not weird, but doesn't have those features to push it into cinemodity for me. And late night movie, absolutely not. I do not want to watch this again for a long time. Um, and I don't think I even want to show it to anybody else. There's other stuff that's better, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: Uh, I'm going... Uh, late night movie, like much how like I had uh, some qualifiers on a certain time of the year... I think this might work as a cinematic for this time of the year where it's like, considering that we don't have eight, well, there are a lot of weird Christmas movies out there like we're about to get into in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Rob knows in the infamous Total Recall episode where it was like, oh, this movie made too much money. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. I would say I'm leaning more towards no, but I think okay. there is an argument to be made. The the tour de force of just having Jim Carrey in Grinch makeup. Yeah. I I think, like, this is like you take Jim Carrey out of this and you pick, like, any other actor. I think this is like a bomb. Definitely. I think think if this, if it weren't for the fact that for some reason audiences glommed onto this, Mm -hmm. I think it could be a cinemonody. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, nothing makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like for a movie that, like, was, that had to go through, like, so many levels of committee approval. Is this movie a cinemati? No, but if you take away the, the large gross, then yes. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like if this, I, I guess, I, I maybe retroactively, I can alter my cinemati status for Total Recall. No, it's not <laughs> a cinemati, but if it was a financial bomb, then yes, it would be.
1: Well, we'll have to do like that'll be our uh, <coughs> uh, anniversary episode. We'll go back and we'll see if we have any updates on our our status for every single movie. For as for late night movie. Maybe for this time of year, when L's or Silent Night,
0: Deadly Night Part 2 are a little too uh, tastefully Religiously steep. insensitive? <laughs> T- tastefully steep, that's what it okay, is.
1: Okay, like okay. So you get a
0: little windy going up that hill. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe, I think this is like, like you could show this like a weird ass I think if you showed this to a bunch of kids today, to like a six-year-old today, like I think it'd be a great prank. Like, you have, a, like, a bunch of families, like, going to see, like, the new Grinch, and you switch out the print with this. I think that would be a fabulous, like, experience. Yeah. I think there is ground for that. I think this is a weird movie, like, in the sense of, I, I think it, it does not understand what the Grinch is. Indeed. And I think the choices in getting the Grinch wrong are just utterly baffling. Yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. It's, like a, it's a definition of a complete misunderstanding of why something was created and why it resonates with people a complete misunderstanding of it
1: yeah yeah and that happens that's human history and human nature it's the way she goes yeah
0: yeah apparently this was a a fail upwards sort of instance of that (laughs) hey that happens too (laughs) all right rob how are we going to end this episode
1: well since i mentioned it all the way at the start you might have been uh imagining i was going to pitch this but let's throw some Jim Carrey and Buster Rhymes backwards. What do you think? With some Face Tail? Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, Put so them it'll be like in a blender. It, it won't be like Grinch 2000, it'll be like 0002 Grinch, you know, oh, or whatever Grinch right. backwards is. And we'll mix in all that great stuff. Yeah, I think there's like a I think there's a Ben Folds 5 song on the soundtrack too we could probably throw in there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I shall with the start. I out.
1: I I I am so nervous <laughs> about this I just not to do. i I'm just I was would but it seems like it's going to be really hard. I don't I'm going to pass. I'm so Hey, I The no last i